You're not gonna believe this, man. Somebody's in my stand. Somebody's in my stand, Don. You believe this? What, what are you doing? Hunting? It's private property, bud. You know, who, who told you you can hunt here? Uh, my granddaddy. Your granddaddy? You, you guys are a bunch of poachers, man. Get on down out of there. You can't, you can't hunt out here. All right, I'll get, get down from here, all right? All right, man. But don't get... <laughs> This isn't gonna be good, good. This is unbelievable. Come on here, try to have a decent hunt in here, man. He's gonna ruin my hunt. This isn't gonna be good, man. This isn't gonna be good. Just need to get on home, all right? Then just go on home, buddy. Settle down, man. Just go on home, dude. Just go on home, man. Dude, I want to warn you. Come in here, try to sneak my butt out of here. Oh my gosh, man. Did you see that? Shut it off, Don. All right, enough of that, man. Shut it off. Shut it off, Don. I'll shut it off for you. Shut it off, Don. Shut it off, Don. Welcome to this week's show. This week, we're bow hunting for white-tailed deer right here in central Indiana. And then we'll be heading to South Texas to answer two commonly asked questions. One, do you ever gun hunt? And two, does your self-filming mechanical camera arm work for gun hunters? And the answers are yes and yes. So throughout this show, we'll be demonstrating the versatility of this new camera arm. Get ready, your ultimate outdoor adventure begins right now. long and I could tell that the HTS lip liquor scent I put out was doing its job when a young buck came in to investigate. Out here on our property, the bigger bucks tend not to move until late at night, so 
I stayed as long as I possibly could to see if that big buck would come in, and sure enough, he did. Well, I knew if I was ever going to get a second shot on that eight-pointer, I was going to have to leave him alone for a while. I didn't want to pressure him and push him out of the area, so I decided to hunt it over a food plot on the north side of the property. This would enable me the opportunity to fill the freezer. But before we get into that hunt, here's Tom James of Modern Habitat Solutions to tell us how those food plots were designed. The purpose for our visit today is we're going to spray these food plots to eliminate this weed competition. And you can see where the farmer has already sprayed outside of your food plot areas with, uh, with his equipment to, to drill the soybeans in. So we're going to end up with a clean site as, as he has on his side of the field. We're going to use our ATV tank sprayer today and we're going to spray Roundup, which works systemically in the plants and it kills it to the root. The plant's not going to come back once it's been sprayed, but it takes about 10 days for it to thoroughly kill. And we're also going to enjoy the result of a cleaner food plot and ground that works up so much easier with their equipment when we're actually in here the day of planting. A couple key things to remember with the ATV sprayer is we're going to deal with about 20 gallons of water to cover one acre of ground. In that 20 gallons of water, I've mixed 32 ounces of Roundup. And uh, that'll, that'll be a real good ratio to get a, a, a real good kill all the way down to the root as we want. Um, if you're using an ATV, remember two other key numbers. You're going to want to run 20 pounds per square inch on your gauge on, on your sprayer and you don't want to exceed four miles an hour when you're spraying to make sure you get thorough coverage of the, of the field. Today we're going to spray, we're going to come back in 10 to 14 days, we're going to plant this field with the Furminator and you're going to enjoy some great hunting over this field this fall. After the Roundup had a chance to do its job, we got in here a week ago or so and, and mowed this really short with the bush hog. Had a lot of grass cover on here that was killed down with the, with the herbicide. So last night I got in and did several passes with the Furminator set on a real heavy aggressive disking angle and worked this field two or three passes. Now today, in this pass right here that you just saw, I'm actually just dropping seed. I've, I've leveled the Furminator out, I've got the blades set relatively straight, and I am dropping the annual biologic seed in the ground and cold packing it right in. I'm going to go back over that with the second pass with my perennials of the clover that will be dropped right on top of that firm seed bed. So we're going to have the best of both worlds this fall. We're going to have this annual that establishes quickly, but you'll have those clovers and chicories that will eventually fill in this fall and be really in good shape for you next spring. So this should be a really attractive food plot setup you've got here in this property.
her side there. She was standing broadside about 40 yards. Went ahead and knocked another one up. Let it fly right behind the shoulder. She fell down right in here somewhere, right up in here. I heard her go down, so it shouldn't be much of a track job. Uh, there she is right there. As a matter of fact, I can see her already, man. Oh. Pretty good size doe. Nice shot right behind the shoulder. Thought it was my Fred Bear kickdown. Didn't get better than that. Well, it's no secret that my favorite broadhead is the Swicky Two-Blade. It's been bringing down big bucks since 1938. It is the most lethal broadhead you will ever shoot. Now, one of the misconceptions about the Two-Blade broadhead by Swicky is that it's only used for wooden arrows or for traditional bow hunting. But that's a misconception. They're made with inserts also that can be used with aluminum or carbon arrows. Now here to talk about another big misconception that's floating around out there is Chris Blunk of Hoosier Energy. Hi, this is Chris Blunk with Hoosier Energy. Today we're at the Merrim Generating Station, Hoosier Energy's largest coal-fired power plant located in southwestern Sullivan County here in Indiana. I'd like to talk about a common misconception associated with our plant, specifically the stack. Once the coal combustion byproducts make their way through the boiler, they go through millions of dollars of pollution control equipment. That equipment includes electrostatic precipitators to remove particulate matter, selective catalytic reduction to remove nitrogen oxides, and finally, flue gas desulfurization to remove sulfur dioxide. Once the coal combustion byproducts make it to the stack, literally all that's left is steam and water vapor. Here at the Miram Generating Station, we have roughly 6,000 acres of woods and farmland. We also have a 1,600-acre cooling lake. The lake is open for public fishing and hunting, while the remaining property is limited to Hoosier Energy employees and family members. This provides an excellent opportunity for employees to hunt deer, upland game, uh, and other wild animals. We have a very healthy deer population, partly a result of the management that is done here at the plant in the form of a hunting and fishing committee. The committee is made up of employees of the plant. They review the rules annually, uh, impose additional rules to maintain uh, the healthy deer population that we have here and make certain that the property is managed adequately. Only one doe came into the food pot the first evening of Chris's hunt, but the following morning, he was back on stand and ready for the hunt.
just after daylight, we saw a couple nice does. Uh, had a couple bucks chasing the chasing the does. Uh, they came from the east here, right down into this uh, little valley, and uh, almost got within shooting range. But uh, uh, they decided they were going to head north, so um, didn't get a shot. But uh, got to see some animals and had a good morning. Ultimate Outdoors Pro Staff members put hundreds of hours in each year. And it's not possible for us to have a cameraman with us every single time we go. But thank goodness Pro Staff member Josh Stoner remembered to bring his mechanical camera arm along with him on this hunt when his cameraman failed to show. Folks, my biggest deer to date. Just an absolute beautiful deer. He's been been rubbing on trees. He's got a split brow tine here. Got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven. Welcome back. You've been watching Ultimate Outdoors with Eddie Brochin, where we've been bow hunting for whitetails right here in central Indiana. But now, it's time to head to South Texas. Texas management buck doesn't get any better than that. He's old, he's very mature, he 
your little kicker coming here off the left main beam. Just a solid buck. I'm sorry, it's very, very windy today. But, uh, and if you wonder how we filmed all this, once again, I filmed all of this today by myself with the new Eddie Broach and Professional Series 2 camera arm. After missing that eight pointer there on opening day, I knew I was going to have a tough season because I wasn't going to settle for any other buck. Even though I had bigger bucks on the north side of the property, I chose to hunt this eight pointer and I hunted him hard. Over 150 hours on the stand and I still hadn't had a second shot on him, but guess what? I was getting close. The following afternoon, I decided it was time to get aggressive. If I was going to get a second shot on this eight-pointer, I needed to take it to him. I put my climber up right in the middle of his bedding area, in the middle of the thicket. And I hadn't been there five minutes, and I heard something coming behind me, and sure enough, it was him. That second shot, it was coming. Before I could head out for my final hunt of the season, I had to pull into Gander Mountain to pick me up another bottle of HTS or Hoosier Trapper Supplies Lip Liquor. I was fresh out. Now on my way in, I ran into John Mullet of the Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry Ministry. He had something to tell me about what you can do with that extra deer this holiday season. My name is John Mullet. I'm coordinator for Central Indiana Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry. But we are located all over the United States and Canada. If you'd like to donate a deer, if you'd like to make a monetary donation, or if you'd like to volunteer, please check out our website. It is fhfh.org. It's the perfect thing to do with that last deer of the season. God bless. It was the last day of deer season, and I found myself back on stand at the official Ultimate Outdoors hunting lease when I spotted the same eight-pointer I'd been hunting all season long. All right, there's a, a really nice buck out there with looks like nine does and a smaller buck. But I know I'm not going to get a shot if I stay here, so I'm going to go ahead and get down. And I'm going to run down the edge, go downwind, see if I can't cut him off on the fence line. Alright, let's go. Let's go. the rush come over me as I saw the big buck coming in. I had to hurry to get the camera set up so I could get the shot on tape. Alright, I uh, called down the cameraman in for this last little piece. Let's go get our hands on this buck. right there. Look at that. Oh man, what can I say? I'm so thankful to finally, finally close out on this season. I've uh, spent over 200 hours on the stand chasing this very same eight pointer. 
you saw me missing twice earlier and I was not happy and it's been so cold I couldn't hardly stand it here the last couple weeks it's late archery season the weather broke a little bit and allowed me to come back out and I'm glad I did this morning you saw this buck grazing out here in the open field here with some does I was sitting up in the corner stand and I knew I wasn't gonna get a shot on him if I stayed there so I got down and ran around on the fence line 300 yards and set up on a creek bed where I thought they might be coming through and sure enough man that doe led him right to me I was already in full draw and when I let it go he squatted down turned, and I stuck him here behind the short rib but it <laughs> it came out the off shoulder there at the Zwicky no mercy series broadhead did it did, did the trick today went all the way through the entire animal bringing him down well that was definitely one of the most challenging bow hunting seasons I've ever had but patience perseverance and determination paid off in the end. I'm Eddie Brochen. Thank you for watching this week. We'll see you next time.